That one's going. And okay. So good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're at. This is the first episode of What's New in Adaptive Physical Education. So this is podcast 101. Um, this podcast deals specifically with adaptive physical education and what is important about adaptive physical education, the benefits of it, uh, updates about the field, what's going on um, as far as equipment-wise or legislation, and we're going to be interviewing different professionals and parents and getting the perspectives and experiences with the field of adaptive physical education. So I'm going to start by just introducing myself, Scott McDamara, and then we are going to further discuss today's episode. Um, I'm Scott McNamara, and I'm currently a PhD candidate at Texas Women's University. I have worked uh, the last few years in Michigan public school system, working with a variety of different special needs students. I'm also the executive director of Camp Abilities Michigan, a sports camp with uh, specially designed sports for kids with visual impairments. Um, I love the field and um, all that the field tries to accomplish. I started this podcast to try and show others the tremendous value that it has for individuals with disabilities and try to come up with a better medium to communicate the news of adaptive physical education um, to different uh, professionals, service providers, and parents. So, all right, so now on to uh, today's episode. Uh, We're really lucky to have Carol Dazer here. Uh, She is here for our very first episode. Hi, Carol. Hi, good morning. <laughs> uh, Carol is a PE slash APE teacher, so physical education or adaptive physical education teacher in Livonia Public Schools in Michigan for over 30 years. And uh, we're extremely happy to have her and her expertise, but we're also really happy to have her because this last year she was awarded the Adaptive Physical Education Teacher of the Year Award for the state of Michigan through Michigan Society of Health and Physical Education. So welcome and thank thanks you. For, thank you. for being here. So um, Carol, can you describe a little bit what your daily uh, life looks like in adaptive physical education? I am an elementary um, physical education slash adaptive physical education teacher in Livonia Public Schools. I travel between two schools. Cleveland Elementary and Cass Elementary. And uh, my week or my days look like I'm teaching general PE classes. And at my one school at Cass Elementary, I do do adaptive physical education for our center um, program there, which houses uh, um, special education students and they have um, different disabilities um, ASD, um, we have cognitively impaired. Um, we have um, emotionally impaired, all housed in the center program, and it's kindergarten through fourth grade. And uh, I travel between two schools and uh, provide um, physical education and adaptive PE for those for those grades. Now, in my general PE classes, I do have students with disabilities um, that I adapt for. I have students with cerebral palsy. Um, I have one student with um, a degenerative um, brain disease. Um, unfortunately, it is terminal, but uh, he it affects his balance. Um, 
everything. So I work with him. Mm-hmm. So so, let's we'll go kind of maybe on to that student that has a degenerative uh, brain disease. Um, mm-hmm. Is that impacting him physically as well? Oh yes, oh yes. Okay. He's very ataxic. His no ba- his balance is very um, bad, and and it gets worse. Okay. Um, we see him getting worse. He has a walker right now. Um, he has a parapro that is with him. Um, he, um, but he's still alert. He knows mm-hmm. what is uh, going on. Uh, he'll come in to physical education, and the parapro and I will adapt uh, whatever he needs for that unit. Um, so, and, and what grade is he in? He is in. He is going in third grade. So okay. I just had him for second grade. So yes. he's going into third grade. And okay. I had him in first grade too. So. Uh, what could be like an example, maybe one or two examples of how you're adapting things for him, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. through some games or what are some different adaptations that you've used for him? Well, um, in second grade, we don't, I don't, we, we, we're still working on a lot of gross motor and, and some of the sports skills, but just very, very basic. So let's say we are doing the, um, underhand throw. Uh, the parapro and I, uh, his upper body strength and balance is very weak. So we move him closer to a target. Um, we um, have him use a yarn ball because it's very light. He can swing his arm back. We, we do a lot of um, one-on-one with him where we'll actually do a hands-on where we'll uh, help him with his arm in that motion, that underhand throw motion. Um, I'll have put him with a peer partner, we're a peer partner, because once he starts to move, he'll lose his balance going to get his ball. So that peer partner will go get the ball for him and bring it back. Um, I may have to tether a ball for him sometimes, or sometimes he'll use a balloon to do some eye-hand coordination. Great. Well, it sounds like you're doing a, a nice job mm-hmm. with him. Um, his parapro is wonderful with him. So That's very nice. So, um, you know, Carol... I want to know, um, you know, how did you end up getting into the field of adaptive physical education? Well, I've been teaching for 25 years. I've always, uh, I've been in Livonia Public Schools, I've always worked with students with disabilities. I've never, I always liked it. Um, I, uh, over my life, I um, adopted two children of my own and one of my own children um, has a disability, a cerebral palsy. Um, so in a way it kind of hit me personally also as a parent and a teacher. And I, uh, um, just always wanted to, um, work with students with disabilities. And, um, my district always kind of knew that, people who knew me. So when placements came around, they'd always put me like at a school where they had a center program because they know I'd be good with those kids. Um, also, and, and then I um, found out, I was at one of my um, MOPR conventions, and um, I found out about the My Leap program at Wayne State, and I'm a Wayne State alumni. I did my bachelor's and master's there. And uh, Dr. Susanna Dillon um, told me about the grant that she received, and she is um, certifying classroom or um, phys ed teachers who want to get their adaptive PE national certification she'd pay for it and train me and I was so interested in the program I mm-hmm. 
I and, applied and got in. And that's actually how Carol and I met was um, through that program. Yeah. Um, I have a special education background, and they were also accepting people with that background to get their APE um, uh, master's or endorsement. So mm -hmm. that's how Carol and I actually uh, met a few mm -hmm. years ago now. Um, so in, uh, you know, the grand scheme, in my background of a special education, there, there's this whole plethora of an IEP and there's all this individual programming and there can be all these different services being provided. And where do you see um, the role of adaptive physical education and, and what benefits do you think that, um, you know, it provides those, those kids on a regular basis with, with disabilities? Well, adaptive PE, if you have a student that qualifies for those services and, and not every student with a disability does but most do and I think it um, provides them with extra physical education time which they need they need to you know move their bodies um, it it's if if we can get students to um, move and to be healthy especially our students with disabilities it, it helps their self-esteem. It gives them a social outlet. Um, it, it gets them when they get older to participate in Special Olympic events, to even go to a, um, a uh, health center like Lifetime Fitness and know how to sign in and how to work on certain machines and keep themselves healthy. Um, our students with physical impairments, it's great for them. Um, it... it uh, it makes their disabilities um, better, and it makes them, I don't know what I'm trying to say, um, stronger. Um. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when I, you know, my own um, experiences talking to a, a ton of people in the field, the, the two things that I am always hearing is that they're not um, usually at the table for the IEP process, and then I'm also, I hear a lot that um, they don't always get the respect that they, or recognition they think they deserve um, from other staff members that are working with the kids, um, and that sometimes that the adaptive physical education teachers sometimes push to the side a little bit on, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the programming for that student. Um, so I just kind of wanted to, you know, pick your brain for a second and, and ask you, you know, Maybe first off, what is your experience with working with kids in the IEP, IEP process? And then maybe what do you think, if it doesn't look that way, what, how do you think it should look? Okay. My, the way that I, at, at CAS Elementary in the center program, they are um, constantly having IEPs for our students with disabilities and even students in the general PE that um, have IEPs. I, yes... In physical education, physical education has always been that subject that has been, you know, on that borderline. It's not an academic subject. You've always been kind of, you know, not as important. And then you have your adaptive PE where, you know, it, you know, a lot of times you're not asked to the IEPs. I mean, I mean, Susanna, a quote from her, you know, why would a PE teacher, you're very seldom asked to the dance, why would adaptive PE be asked to, you know, the dance? But um, my experience with this is that you've got to, as a PE teacher, you've got to 
earn that respect. You've got to let other teachers know, and your special ed teachers, the you know your classroom teachers and the people in the IEP, that you know the language, that you know what you're doing. Invite yourself to the IEPs. Don't wait for them to invite you. Invite yourself. And then they'll know and act professional at the IEP. And let them know that you do know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, demand that respect. And um, eventually you'll start moving in. Now, what it looks like for me now is that at CAS, a lot of times I am asked now to the IEPs for my opinion and what the student needs for, for far as their gross motor or um, after-school programs or Special Olympics or, you know, what I could recommend for that student. And they ask me because I've, I have pushed myself and made them know that I know what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. um, that, that's what I would recommend. You've got to let them let them know you got to push yourself yes and it's not that you're trying to get kudos for yourself just just let yeah push yourself just a little bit let them Mm. know you know the language uh let them know that uh um that uh that you are a professional and that adaptive p is important and this is why and you know tell them why be prepared don't just go in and it brings me to my next question about working with other staff that, you know, I kind of brought up before about working with special ed staff or maybe just other teachers or other PE teachers, mm-hmm. other APE teachers. Um, you know, and in PE, a lot of times, it, it's very natural for us to be isolated sometimes because we have, you know, we're usually the only one in the school, especially oh, at absolutely. elementary level. Absolutely. Um, and so it's easy to get isolated. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, especially when you're working with kids with special needs and they have this wide variety of services you know that they have mm-hmm. for them it's you know so important for us to be working with them sure. uh, and working with the staff to, to know who's what's doing you know who's doing what but so what you know I'm going to lead into just a question of you were talking about how you um, you know push yourself onto the table and maybe like you know how how do you earn their if you were a new teacher and you know, there was not a culture of adaptive physical education already there. How do you think that you could maneuver yourself to, to gain their respect, mm-hmm. you know, from teachers that maybe have never even heard of this field? That's right. And um, what I have done is <clears throat> I've gone in, even, it, not even, and the, the center teachers, the teachers who teach the special ed um, students, and even our general ed teachers, if they have a student in their class that I feel needs extra work, I will make it a point to go to them and say, you know, I have a little bit of concern about so-and-so in your room. Here's an example of a kindergarten student I had last year. Um, his gross motor were way behind. Um, weren't quite sure. I, I, I was thinking it was a visual problem. I wasn't sure, but I went to that kindergarten teacher and I said, you know, I do have my concerns. She goes, you know, I do too. And we both work together. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. Let me give you a few pieces of equipment and if your parapro can work with him a little bit um, here's some suggestions that you can do with them and I'll work with him too um, let them know you care about that student you have noticed that there's a problem um, and another example is that um, this year I received a grant to buy trikes I got 10 trikes for kids and they're not just for the center kids at CAS and they're very good for 
uh, motor planning and it gets kids with physical disabilities to be able to move. It gets our kids um, riding them, getting their heart rates up. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Well, they're not just for the center kids. They're for the general ed kid, PE kids, too. And, and that one kindergarten student that I just mentioned, I went down and I actually gave her a trike. I said, keep this in your room, Mrs. Stromberg, because, you know, I think that um, Tyler could use this for his, um, for his balance, for his gross motor, for everything. And she was just so happy that, you know, mm -hmm. that she got to keep a trike in her room for him. So, um take that little extra yeah. time no definitely and i think that they really do appreciate it i love that idea of like kind of giving them mm -hmm. uh, uh some piece of equipment they can use in their classroom as well to kind of absolutely take that step to kind of communicate with them that's a absolutely. really good idea um well so talking about staff i'm going to go on to an, another question another you know topic is um a lot of times uh what i have found um except for the most persistent parents uh, many parents are unaware of, you know, what adaptive physical education is, the mm -hmm. benefits of it, and, you know, who we are and, and what we do. Um, so what are your interactions like with, with parents? Do you see them, uh, mm -hmm. you know, on a regular basis? Are there um, a few parents that you see, um, you know, how do you interact with them? Yes, I, I'll take the time out. Um, for instance, I have a student at Cleveland, my other school. She has cerebral palsy. I have let her parents know that, you know, about the victory games up at Michigan State, that she would be great. She's got this personality, boy. And uh, I think she would be great to uh, go up there. They were so happy, and I gave them the information. Mm -hmm. um, athletes with autism down at Wayne State, I let parents know about that um, that, uh, activity. Um, which I've had some of my students come down and, and join us. Um, I reach out to parents and let them know what's out there for them. Now, as far as adaptive physical education, if I'm in an IEP, I will let those parents know that adaptive PE is a service that they can ask for. Um, if they do, that's up to them, but I let them know what it is. Mm -hmm. We also, in Livonia Public Schools, we have a uh, parent advisory committee. Yeah. Uh, parents that have students with uh, disabilities. I think every district has to have that. I'm not sure. Um, uh, and they the, the meet. The district I had had one too. I, I don't. I don't know if it's mandatory though. It's something oh. I can look into. But well, it, we do, common. and, and yeah. we have some uh, pretty vocal parents there, you know, and uh, moms and dads, and um, they meet once a month um, in the evening time, and they have different topics. Well, one topic that I have brought in is, um, you know, I can keep their uh, child busy in my class, but what can they do out of school? Uh, what programs are available for students with cerebral palsy, autistic, uh, you know, mm -hmm. all of that, the Special Olympics that are going on. Now, um, I also have, I have not done an adaptive PE um, session yet, and I think I will be doing that this year. What it is, how parents can ask for that service, but I have to have my director of special ed's approval for that, and that's what I'm waiting for. So you're talking about doing a in-service for the parents? Yes. Um, and that would be, uh, yes. and telling them what it is and the benefits of it? Yes. That would be fantastic. So you talked about, you know, reaching out to the parents a little bit. Um, how is it that you do, how, how do you try to reach out to them initially to get their... By email. email. I mean, mostly today we have all parents' emails. I'll email them. This is Carol Dazer, phys ed teacher at your school. I just want to let you know I enjoy having 
you know, your student, and I, I want to let you know this would be available for them. And they're very nice, very uh, appreciative. I also, if I'm running intramurals after school, some intramural programs, especially at CAS, all the center kids are invited, all of them. And, um, and they do sign up, and um, I have them after school also with the general ed kids. Um, and the parents are very appreciative that I run that program and invite them because mm -hmm. I, I think that other PE teacher sometimes, oh, no, the center kids can't come because there isn't going to be a parapro there for them. Well, you know, that's, gonna, I don't. We'll figure it out. We figure yeah. it out. I put them with a peer partner. I have mm -hmm. students come in to help me from Wayne State, or I'll have a parent even come and help if I need it. But they're always invited, and the parents are very appreciative of that. And I know Miss Dazer, uh, that her parent interactions are um, very strong because we, uh, she's a director as well on our board for Camp Abilities in Michigan, and uh, she um, had a fundraiser at a spaghetti fundraiser for one of her um, at one of her schools, and invited you know her, her families and parents, and the turnout was magnificent and everyone know, knew who Miss Dazer was there. It was there. fun, wasn't it? It was yeah. great. Yeah, but every, my parents all, all came all out the for the spaghetti dinner. All the kids knew who she was. Yeah. All the parents knew she was. Um, and, you know, and they you could tell it. that they have yeah. interactions with her quite often. Um, all right, so uh, just a few more questions. Um, so what is your favorite part of your job what is your like if you had to narrow it down to one thing that you love about your job what would that be i i like the kids yeah i mean i just i think you know i i i do like the kids i i like laughing with them i like uh, watching them uh you know get a skill and they feel so good about themselves once they master something you know they really feel good um i like i like to hear them socializing uh I, I like the kids. I really like the kids. Even the um, my special ed kids. They're a lot of fun. You know, when I get back here in August, I will, those, the center kids over at Castle all run up and hug me. And, you know, I really enjoy that. I enjoy it. That is um, hard to even describe sometimes, that feeling. So, you know, the, the counterpart to that is what is the, the part of your job that sometimes you know that gives that stress to you and as professionals we all get stressed out from our jobs sure, and sure. we need you know different outlets um, on mm -hmm. how to do that but what would you say for you is the most stressful part of your job hmm my most stressful is that in in my district um, adaptive PE isn't a quite a service yet and I'm and I'm trying not to be too um, too invasive or too overpowering, but I keep stressing to them that I have a passion for this and we need to make it a, an official service. I want to write goals and objectives on their IEP so it follows them. I want to have three or four of us in the district helping other PE teachers out if they need help. Um, that's my most frustrating. I am trying. I'm trying the best yeah. that I possibly can. Frustrating of having that passion and insight to help these kids and not always mm -hmm. feeling like you're being heard. 
Right. It's I when it gets been in that same when boat. it falls on deaf ears. It's it's hard. Um, but I'm going to try again. I'm going to keep going. Um, I'm going to make an appointment with our uh, special ed director and talk to her a little bit and see how she's feeling at this point. And it's always budget cuts. It's always money. Um, but I, I just want to let her know that really she's doing it. Livonia, where I work, Livonia Public Schools has always been very good in their physical education. We have a good reputation. And of course we do in the general ed, phys ed, but our kids with disabilities, we're, we're not. We're doing them a disservice. We really need to um, have adaptive PE professionals on staff to help and to provide good services to them. That's all. Um, you know, I'm going to sideline that. I got two more questions. Um, you know, talking about your passion and, and not always feeling like it's, you know, being heard or understood maybe. Um, where do you see the future of the field of adaptive physical education five, ten years from now? I see it. I see it growing. I think when our parents... Um, get a hold of it more um, they get educated more about it because that's what's going to make a change you're going to have parents want it and that's where it's going to change I see it um, I see down the road every district having AP specialists uh, which they should on staff, which they should <laughs> on staff I do I really do because you know it only takes a couple parents to um, to get something done yeah. and um, as if we can get out there and educate them and tell them that it is available because you don't know how many times I'll, I'll mention it and they'll say what is that yeah I'm like oh we've got to get this out we've got to somehow let parents know and um, I'm nodding my head right now in agreement with Carol that I've heard that exact same thing of what is that or uh, you know maybe them them nodding their head like they know mm -hmm. what it is and then you find out that no they don't really know what it is mm -hmm. what and you know another thing once you tell parents it's a special ed service they kind of they kind of put their arms up and are like oh no 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 my my child you know but if you let them know look this is what it looks like your child would be in general pe probably part of the time but then we'll help him um uh, with some adaptive PE to get him on track and our goal is to get him back into general PE or you have your students that are um, severely uh, multiply impaired that will never go into general PE but you know they they can go to special there's things for them to do as adults and mm -hmm. they can be active and designing that that oh, curriculum for them so that they're successful absolutely. outside of school which if they're not Right. Getting those services that that program might not ever exist for them. So that's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So my last question um, is: What is? Do you have a really good story or your best story that you'd like to tell about being on the job doing adaptive physical education? What's the your? Well, you know? one kind of stands out this year. I like I mentioned before. I got the uh, trikes. And I got 10 trikes. They're, they're really great for students with disabilities. It's a tricycle, but it's larger for your older kids. And it has a bar on the back where you can, if your students don't have uh, uh, use of their legs, you can push them. I mean, they just feel so free and so um, fun on those bikes, those trikes. Well, I have one student, he was quite overweight in the center program. And he'd come in and lay on the gym floor. 
And it, it'd take everything we had, the parapro and me, to get him to get up and to, you know, do something. Um, but once the trikes came in, he, you know, he, we were able, because, he, you know, all kids want to try and ride a bike. They, it's something different in PE. It's something, you know. I got him on the trike, and I think that, and I have pictures of him smiling and uh, riding. I think that's the only time he would get his heart rate up. And I thought, you know, I got him up and I got him moving. I feel so good, and he feels good. And then Mom was asking, can I get him a trike, one of those for this summer? Can I? So I gave her the information where she can get one. And uh, so I really felt good about that. Great. Well, Carol, thank you so much for uh, being a part of the first episode. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. I think that it went pretty well, so I'm pretty happy. Um, Carol and I are actually at her house right now. Mm -hmm. We're in her backyard. So if you hear any background chirping, of their, it's a beautiful <laughs> summer day in her beautiful yard. It's beautifully landscaped. And um, we're probably going to enjoy the thank day you. now. And um, if, you know, part of this podcast is what Carol was talking about before too about um, you know wanting the field to expand and, and, and making that dialogue with the parents so you know the purpose for this podcast is to inform professionals about things that are happening in our field but also to reach out to those parents so if anybody um, has any interest or questions about you know what we do or uh, any topics that we might be able to cover um, you know please contact me uh, my Email will be on the website, but it's also for you right now. It's scmacdamara23 at gmail.com. And you can uh, email me with any questions, and we might cover some of those things on the podcast. So thank you, Carol. Yeah, thank you, Scott, and good luck getting your Ph.D. We're so proud of you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Uh -huh. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, Scott, I think it was good.